Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are meeting with Mr. Robert Heath from uh, Down Home Distilleries. How are we doing today, Robert? Excellent. Good, good, good. Also with us today, we have uh, Mr. Andrew Clayton from the LBC. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm wonderful. Thanks for and asking. How are you today? Our co-hosts are uh, Toby and Matt, and I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. So, Robert, first of all, I appreciate you having us out today. If you don't mind, uh, tell us, how the heck did we get here, man? I invited you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got here by car, but no, I mean, how did you get here? Like, how did we get here with Down Home, uh, a brand new label, a brand new brand um, in uh, Kentucky bourbon? So, um, you know, back last year, um, around January, February-ish, um, did a lot of research into opening a liquor store. Um, I was just like most people chasing Pappy Van Winkles and Wellers and Blantons and everything that you, you know, everybody wants. And, uh, just pretty much got sick of chasing and trying to beat people there at five o'clock the day before. Um, and started doing research on it and the numbers were just, uh, astounding to what it would do, um, what it would take to open a liquor store. And, um, a buddy of mine, I mean, everybody, I think, pretty here pretty much knows him, um, Owen Powell. I'll give him a little plug there. But um, he was like, dude, start your own brand. You know, he had a bunch of connections and um, really helped me point me in the right directions and stuff. And um, we started looking at crunching the numbers. And um, to be honest with you, I, uh, just like I kind of told you before we started, me and my wife had just sold our house, so we had a nest egg that was, you know, to be used to build her a house because we were pregnant with her, our fourth kid. And, um, you know, I made her real happy and just started my own bourbon company. Bought a bunch of barrels and um, figured out a name for it after the fact and figured everything else afterwards. I mean, they, they had the ability. They gave they put some samples in front of me, and um, I tasted the stuff, and I went ahead and bought it before I had anything else in mind other than I knew what I wanted to do, but we just, we weren't there yet. So I didn't have a brand. I didn't have a company. I didn't have nothing registered at the point. I just, I just bought the barrels. So did you actually pick the barrels out yourself? Through the samples? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, to be honest with you, what are we doing here? We got a bunch of bottles in front of us and it's like seek and find, um, the five and a half year, I actually did not get to sample. Um, I just knew the distillery that it came from and was basically told you will never get to buy this stuff again from this distillery it's kind of a one-time deal so i didn't even have time to taste it i mean they had a thousand barrels for sale and it was gone in three weeks hmm. so it's basically pull the trigger or don't but you know it's either here or there now the uh, 12 year i got to try 14 samples i got through eight of them i liked the third or fourth one tried a couple more you think uh, yeah, I <laughs> got through eight of them. And then, you know, at that point it was just pretty much, yeah, I'll go back to barrel three. I'm good with that one. I mean, I was, you know, it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I was on my lunch hour and, you know, I'd already, <laughs> yeah, I had a little too much. So. <laughs> Man. So, so go, yes. Go back. Uh, you said pregnant with your fourth kid. Do you know what causes that, man? I mean, that's a lot of kids. Not yet figured that out. <laughs> day, day drinking at noon probably. <laughs> <laughs> it well, probably helps. Limestone <laughs> in the water. <laughs> limestone in the water. Well, I don't have a milkman, so I don't. You know. <laughs> so Down Home is a pretty unique name. Um, I, I, I was looking online and, and read, and you kind of uh, alluded to the fact that Down Home is kind of where you are in mind and spirit and 
things like that, but could you tell us a little bit more about it, and, and does it have a special meaning to you? Yeah, so, um, and Sarah Haven, she did an article, you can Google it, um, uh, it, it kind of gave a little bit more of a backstory to it, but just so, um, I mean, ever since I was three, um, you know, I always get a little, little emotional here, because, you know, my grandmother, she passed away, but, um, you know, she lived down in Paducah, and my whole, like, my mom, all her sisters and brothers and, and all of them are from the Grand Rivers, uh, Marshall County, Lyon County, uh, that area. And since I was born, we've called that down home. Um, you know, that's all I know. I mean, that's, you know, that area was down home. And, you know, what that represented to me was, you know, I would get to go there during the summer. I never wanted to leave um, a distant branch of our sorry a distant branch of our family owns the um the calvert city drive-in down there um so you know i would get to go there all day long and and drive a little you know small motorcycles because i was a kid um break into the little you know the whatever you call the little where they keep the candy and stuff concession stand concession stand there you go that that escaped me um and free candy all day you know to a 10 12 year old it was just it was heaven and then by the time they start to roll the movie i mean you're there all night i mean it was just playland um sounds like a pretty good childhood right and then visiting my granny she you know the apartment complex that she lived in i mean we would you know play baseball outside they had a little field out towards the back and stuff and i mean we played baseball there and um you know that was just down home i mean you know that you know that and, and to be honest with you um, didn't even really come up with the brand name until, uh, man, I was talking to my cousin Jennifer one night and I can't remember, maybe it was, we were thinking about, uh, cause I'm thinking February ish, March ish. And I was asking my cousin Jennifer, like, Hey, are you going down home, uh, for Easter? And, uh, my, my wife was like, Hey, that's it. And I was like, what? And she was like, down home. Like, there you go. Like there, there's the name to the bourbon that you have. And I was like, Hmm. So I thought about it and thought about it, and I ran it by a few people, and, you know, a couple of them would be like, ah, it's kind of catchy, or, you know, it's kind of corny, and I was like, cool. Corny's catchy. There you go. Like, hey, you know what? Down home, like, it, it means something to me. That's what, you know, a few people that reached out to me were like, you know, you know, my advice would be make it something to have a backstory. Make it something to have, you know, bur- in the bourbon world. I was like, yeah, down home has my story. So, you know what I mean? It, it's just easier for me to, to do. But so. everybody has a down home story. Right. That, that's the other right. thing. There you go. And, you know, and I got people that they, you know, some of my friends, because I give people a hard time, so they give me a hard time back. And like, oh, what are you going to do? Have a commercial with Alabama's down home on it? Like, no, but. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that. But that, so that's where down home came from. Um, and then, you know, just to make just to make it um, down home ish. You know, I, I wanted everything to be barrel proof and I wanted everything to be warm, um, you know, not overly hot, stuff like that, like a, a good caramelly type taste, like, you know, just something you want to join a group and join a group and, you know, have some drinks with, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. And, and I think you've, you've succeeded so far. I mean, you know, Eric, thank you. everything that I've tried that you all have produced that I've, I've got my hands on has been, you know, pretty good. Um, so how many barrels did you start off with? I mean, how many did you select and where did you get them from and that type of thing? I can't tell you where I got them from. <laughs> okay. I kid. Um, I kid, I kid. Right. The, um, the five and a half year 
it was um it's it's kind of very good by the way thank you it's got a pretty cool little story to it um like i said before i didn't even get to taste it um it came from the heaven hill distillery and i've talked to several people that know a lot more about mash bills and all that stuff than than i do and we're telling me that the mash bill actually might be from a different distillery so you know and i don't want to throw that out there because i don't know the exact uh, you know any of that uh, information but i got it from the heaven hill distillery um then what i got eight barrels of that and then how, um, how does a person get eight barrels from heaven hill very you knock very on carefully. the door <laughs> yeah right very carefully you give them cash <laughs> right sometimes amex you can get some good travel points on there if they'll take a check <laughs> you just you just run take it and run but um not uh, a broker um, again, going back to, um, you know, Owen, he knew a broker that just had some, um, kind of lucked out and, um, you know, it just lucked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think everybody knows that some of these guys like the OZ Tylers and the, you know, MGPs and the, you know, all those people, they sell their products regularly, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, um, you know, you can't just knock on the door which I, i've actually tried like to just show up to a <laughs> distiller and be like hey you know and they're like what are you talking about um yeah you laugh i tried hey l- listen <laughs> i'm a salesman I, I if you don't knock on doors what's the worst thing they can tell you right no that's that's it and i was like okay so you don't can i have one of those bottles back there though you know whatever <laughs> you go out and get 10 no's you might get one yes yeah. that's right you know that's how i got married hell my wife was the first one that said yes i mean I, well, let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> but um so i started off with eight heaven hill barrels and uh one um the 12 year barrel um you know I, I don't really want to talk too much about where i got that one from sure um, that's fair but it's you know it, it's it's readily available um i think people that drink it they they kind of got an ideal um that place doesn't come out with a barrel proof product so it was more or less one of those things that you know and so then later on the same same broker um was I got, it kentucky it was kentucky kentucky Can you say straight. That? yes okay. I can, yeah it's kentucky straight okay i mean it's oh it says it on the bottle right um so you know um how important is that that it's kentucky straight bourbon yeah it's pretty important um you know i think other than uh mgp i don't really think you know a whole lot of things just sell themselves mm-hmm. uh you know for it to be can Kentucky straight bourbon I think it's pretty important I think um, buyers you know they think that that's more important you know I I don't want to put any distilleries down but if even if you have an average bottle of bourbon but it's Kentucky straight bourbon you know um, hey shit I'll give it a shot yeah that means something right but 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 I mean you know and and I got people that they'll ship me samples from Colorado or they're in Colorado or something or California and the bourbons that are going out there and it's like Dude, this stuff isn't nothing like Kentucky straight bourbon. It's like, awesome. You know, that's that's <laughs> glad to hear. Uh, you know what I mean? That's what we're looking for. Right. Yeah. Something that separates us. I, I I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just our experience here for mm-hmm. so long. But Yeah, one of the um, things that I was interested in was um, when we, when we, te- when we uh, did the review last week, um, there was a couple things that you reached out to me and said that I wish I wish we would have talked a little bit about. So I'm kind of curious on what exactly what you meant and and what did we get wrong when we were doing the review and and did you listen to the podcast in which basically the down home kind of stole the show? 
uh, towards the end of it, from the 15-minute mark on, yeah, um, that I listened to it, and then as soon as y'all got to talking about my product, uh, I, I immediately got off of it, and, and I messaged you. It's like, hey, it would have been cool if you guys would have known to reach out to me, because yeah. it was about the point, and I talked to you about this last night, Andrew. Right. Um, it was it was at, at the point where somebody said, uh, man, what did they say? They talked to the owner, and the five-and-a-half-year product was made for people whenever they get off work and the 12 year product was made for people that um it don't matter who said it i mean it ain't ain't a big deal no but as soon as it was said i was like it was something about the working man and then the 12 year was right when you want to celebrate or luxury or something yeah and and so whenever i heard that i was like (laughs) what owner did they talk to like I think he was talking about an owner of a different distillery at that point. I think he was talking about home down home and the, the, the they mentioned the age five difference. and a half year for when people get off work and twelve, and it's not a big deal. It really <laughs> isn't. I swear, because because you know, it, and Andrew and I were talking about it last night. I was like, hey, that actually sounds really cool, though. Yeah, I, I thought it was legit. Yeah. I was like, did you really say that? He's like, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that shit's made up. He completely fabricated. <laughs> so Matt, Matt, what was going through your head when you said that? Blacked out when I woke up. It was all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't a big deal because we did meet at, at Westport well, Whiskey, so, which we talked about earlier. But and that, I don't and remember saying that. I, I had remembered you telling me something along those lines, and it it might have been misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It, it ain't a big deal. Who yeah. cares? You know what I mean? Hey, it, it sounded awesome. Yeah, it definitely sounded. <laughs> the cool. five and a half years it sounds like one of those things shit, I shouldn't have called so, you yeah. out for. What's right? Yeah. Well, and 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 to Thanks that, that to one. that point, there's not. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, straight from the barrel products available on right. the shelf for a working man. No, there's just not. So, no. well, the the problem that I the, and and what really what hit me was, you know, this bottle is eighty ninety bucks, so you know the working man's more like thirty forty bucks, which is what I want to get to because that's more down home. But and then the the other one is batch one was one hundred sixty, batch two is one hundred of the twelve year, batch two is one hundred ten. That's a good point. So that was my that was really what it like when it hit me. It was like yeah. if I could be more affordable, this would be for the working man. Maybe that's what you said that at the end. Thirty Maybe. forty dollar Who price knows? point, and, and I might have. <laughs> There's no telling. I mean, I, when I go to Westport Whiskey and Wine, I drink, so it, it is, happens, right? I'm drinking now, so there's no telling what I'll say in 15 minutes. So tell us a little bit more. I mean, what does it take to, if, you know, some guy's got a crazy whim out there and he's like, hey, I, I think I want to start my own bourbon brand. What's mm-hmm. it take to, to do it? Is it just cojones or is it, you know? Um, you know, actually, I've had like four people reach out to me and be like, hey, how did you do that? What did you do? Who did you talk to? Um, you know, they asked me those questions. And, and really, it's, you know, I think we all have a passion for this. Um, I, I think... <laughs> Yeah, just being willing to roll the dice, man, um, because it's kind of scary. I mean, I, I was nervous because you never know. I mean, you might put a product out there, and even if you like it, if everybody don't or, you know, 10 people start bashing it on some kind of social media, it's kind of like crap. Then it starts to get a bad name, and then people are like, well, I was thinking about buying it, but 10 people said they didn't like it, so I'm not, you know, everybody's tastes are different. Yeah. Um, so there was some fear there. Um, but you know, the, the connections really helped, um, knowing what products that I could buy up front and knowing, um, uh, being able to sample the 12 year and really, really liking it enough that I thought, you know, Hey, I'm okay with that. And then this one, worst case scenario, I don't even have to sign an NDA. So, you know, n- no big deal. Um, I can say heaven Hill all day long. 
Um, you know, they do some barrel proof products, but again, the rumor that I've heard is that this isn't even really their typical mash bill. So I think it was like a contract distill type deal, um, so, which makes it a little different, but still heaven Hill. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't get any better than that. Right. So, I mean, at that point, it's just kind of like, um, knowing that it made it, it made me a little bit more comfortable jumping in. Um, again, like I said, I mean, the only person I really had to fear was my wife <laughs> taking, you know, taking her brand new house money and, and investing it into a company. And, you know, and I'm, we all made the joke a, a minute ago that, you know, Hey, you're actually doing something good now. So now it's more like, so I don't have to go back to work. Right. You know, so that helps. Um, but the contacts, I mean, being able and, and just being able to trust people, uh, talking to the people and, and making sure that you're talking to the right people. Cause a lot of people, um, yeah, I don't really want to say nothing bad, but some people just don't want to give you like information. I mean, not necessarily that it's that they don't want you to succeed, but it's, you know, if they give you that information and you're the type of person that's going to be hungry and go after it, then all of a sudden you might beat them to the punch. So it, some people just, you know, and, and there's a lot of us that source, there's a lot of people that do, um, you know, other than the major brands that we all do. Right. Yeah. I mean, so speaking of sourcing and i know you said some of your product is mgp and and that so how does that relationship work and how does the selection process work during that i mean do they send you a handful of samples or do you actually go on site and like point at barrels i mean how does that work no, i've never got to go on site uh that would be awesome e even mgp um they offered to send me some samples but um to be honest I had already like tasted so much of their products that I knew which mash bill I wanted. So in talking to, um, I don't, I won't say the guy's name. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but, um, talking to the guy, the guy that I, I reach out to over there, um, you know, he just let me know what was available. Um, they, they offered to bring me in what they want to do their whole deal. Um, at least for me, they want to do like, um, they kind of want you the full the whole nine what they really want to do is you buy some stuff from them but then ultimately you also store there you get them to actually distill for you and then store and let it age there um you know they want to do the whole deal they want to i mean they really do want to be a part of it but really all i wanted to do because we bottled down at three boys distillery in, in lawrenceburg uh kentucky um you know all i really want is just give me the barrels I, I hate to be short on that and not give them the you know the full package or whatever but at the same time this dude bottles my stuff and and i can store there um so i don't really need all that um you know i don't know if if that makes me a less premium buyer or not i don't know how they are because I, I i i don't have the option to get the older stuff and i know some people do you know what i mean some people do have the ability to get the 10-year mgp the 12-year mgp stuff like that and um i've only been offered four and five years so far right what what i've seen so far is you're you're the second person that we've talked to that that has done it this way but what i've noticed and and i think matt and scott can uh, uh, attest to this is the product is better than what we've tried from some of the other brands that that um that, that started their own distillery so just because you're you're not necessarily making the product doesn't mean that you're not producing the correct uh, product that people want to buy. That's twofold, because eventually I have to distill my own product, and if my product at the time 
takes a step backwards, then all of a sudden, you know, like, um, who is it? Yeah, I don't want to say anybody's name on that. But if you're putting out a product because you're sourcing, and then all of a sudden you're bringing out your own product, and let's say you're just eager and it's too young, or, you know, it just ain't going to get better. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you hit that five, six-year mark, and then all of a sudden. Not everybody can bring a, a, a seamless transition like Michter's did. Correct, right. So, you know, then, then there's that challenge, and it's, you know, how do you market that? How do you, how do you get over that hump? Um, so it could, it could be twofold on that. Um, and then my other thing is you said I was the second one. Why wasn't I the first? Because we didn't know that you were available. So we would have reached out to you. What's nice. funny nice. is um, the, the, the yeah. first one that we talked to was because somebody gave me a business card and said, this guy's, we're doing electric for this guy. Uh-huh. You might want to talk to him. Yeah. And then when you reached out to me and said that I wish we would have talked to you before this, that's how I got to know you. Yeah. We, we, didn't, we, we knew the product. Uh-huh. We didn't know you. It's I cool. wish we did. I like to put people on the spot. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can't believe he reached out to you. I mean, of, of all the people that he could have reached out to, it was you. I, I think <laughs> what it was is he reached out to Bourbon Barrel Talk, and, and I reached out to him when he, when he made that comment. No, I think you had reached out to me before that, though. Okay. Well, I don't know why. I, don't, I, 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 don't tend, know I tend to do that more than Listen, some of the I other folks. I can't tell you how many emails <laughs> I've sent in the last... Six eight months, right? <laughs> it could have oh, been God. anybody at that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Like I said, it, it, what's the worst thing that can tell me no? Like it's sure. it's, it's just really that. That's my aspect in life. I mean, what I think of what's great about this podcast is people understand. Maybe yeah, yeah it's all good. Um, what what's great about this podcast is that. Um, it's given me an opportunity to be able to reach out to people like you, to be able to reach out to Old Carter and different different companies like that Thank you. that are producing those type of products. But it's because um, we we one of our other partners, uh, Josh, said that he was going to go pick up the bottle, and he was like, "Well, we have to be a part of this. We're going to do this review." And they did the LBC pick. It was something that we really wanted to be a part of, and and I know that Andrew, I know you are a part of that pick, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was a great bottle, and it, it won the day for our review. Right. Um, o fifty five was a great bourbon. I really recommend it. Um, and they distill and they create their own products. But but for that for that review, it was the one that that really sold the show. So speaking of the LBC, damn y'all lose. You learn a trick, and this just goes. Into, <laughs> is it going to be a one trick pony for this one? Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Popping corks. We're thirsty. I think it's, yeah, we're, we're a thirsty group of people. I, I am thirsty. So <laughs> you're empty. <laughs> so I, I, I'm waiting to get it, my hands on that twelve year. I haven't been able to reach it yet. <laughs> what? Where? Right this there. One? Yeah. So there just gotta ask. I, I just I was. We were talking. I was Pe- listening to my man Robert talk. Shut up, Matt. People people <laughs> say twelve year is the the sweet spot in bourbon. Would you agree with that? Uh, sweet spot, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so whenever I got into this, um, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to act like I'm, I'm imposing as somebody else, but my main thing was I really actually loved what happened with the Mictors product between it and then the Mictors toasted. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things that I really wanted to do. Um, so, you know, I'll pay, I'll pay homage to them, but I wanted to do something like different, you know what I mean? Um, so how they do it, you know, I I feel like I do something different where I just kind of, I don't want to say it's always going to be barrel proof or not barrel proof because it's probably going to be around 110%. Um, but it came out different and I was happy with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As far as aged bourbon, I would, I mean, for me, I think it's that eight to 10 year. 
um, to be 100% honest with you. I think 12-year, it's borderline. You know, I think um, obviously you're going to drop like a lot B, like that's 12-year, and it's really good and smooth, but not everybody's 12-year is. Mm -hmm. um, I think the longer it goes, like, you know, the Eagle Rare 17s and the older – anything that's older is just – for for me, mm, Eagle it, Rare Seventeen is. Mm. You like that? Oh yeah, it's very See, tasty. It, it's just too just much wood. Too I much mean, oak. I feel yeah. like I bite into a piece of wood. This last year's is not. It's buttery. See, I disagree, but that's okay. Again, everybody has everybody has a true. different palate. That's what makes right to me. That's what makes bourbon beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Really that's why there's it, twelve so different subjective. bottles on the table. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of bottles here, and and you know, legitimately, like I like Eagle Rare Ten. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. like their 10-year way better than that 17. And, and and that gets back to my point of the question. When you say 12 years is a sweet spot, I mean, I guess it just depends on the brand. You know I mean? Even for, like, Willets, the, the Willets, like the 15-year, I tried that yesterday. One of my friends had one. Um, and, you know, I, I like the younger stuff. I like, you know, eight, the I think they got, like, six, seven, and eight-year bourbon. I could be wrong on that, but whatever. I, I, think, I, think, those are, right. I think those are better um, to me than the older stuff. I just it just takes on too much of the wood for me. Yeah, the the things that I've enjoyed with yours, I, I like that five and a half year probably better than anything that I've tried on the table so far. Um, what? Yeah, that's I, I think it's amazing. Thank you. Um, well, I haven't tried the toasted or the twelve year. I, I've I've tried some other things that that I think Andrew brought, um, but that that's my personal opinion. Hmm. So go back and tell us a little bit more about the toasted process. So I guess first you're of all, I want to say Andrew's the man because this dude has King of Kentucky. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bottles that we have on this table right now. If we don't all leave here drunk, I'm glad I don't have to leave here. Um, so I'm you glad want, we're neighbors. I'm, I'm glad I'm not driving. <laughs> we'll just put it that way because right, right. shit might get serious. <laughs> um, so your question was. So go back to the toasted part. Um, when I, when I sit back and I think of toasted, I think of mictors. I, th I think of, you know, some of those type things. So how does that process work? You went and picked the barrel. You, then you went and bought a newly toasted barrel, put it in there, and then let it sit for the 8 to 12 or whatever weeks you decided. And then you, you kind of went through that process. Is that how it works? Correct. Okay. So, um, you know, we got the MGP. Um, you know, I, the deal is whenever you talk to Kel – we went to Kelvin Cooperage. When you talk to them, you don't want to leave those empty barrels sit too long, dry, or, or not that they'll dry out, but they won't have the same effect. Um, so long story short, uh, you know, we kind of planned that, and they basically told us, hey, we can make these barrels in two days. And so, um, you know, just whenever you get the MGP, just let us know, and then we'll, you know, it's more important to get the toasted barrels second. Fresh. So, Fresh. There you yeah. go. Right. Um, so then, you know, MGP, they took about a week or two longer than, than I expected them. You know, we, we had a ship date, and it didn't show up. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so once they showed up, we got those barrels ordered. I picked them up, put them in the back of my truck, took them down to the distillery. And, you know, the guy down there, Ross, at Three Boys, he, he did what he does. He just transfers them from one barrel to the other. Um, and you know, you pop them open and it smells like, I don't even know how to explain it. It honestly smells like if you had a couple thousand marshmallows, like roasted marshmallows and you just save that smell 
and then all of a sudden you just pop it open and i mean it's just overflowing it it was it was unbelievable like it really made me one of the s'mores right um legit um, so uh so yeah then we we toasted them and we just pretty much every week i drove down there and um tasted it and just you know we hit you know a five week mark and the five week mark was just phenomenal and the problem was we had we hit some snags and we weren't able to bottle it at that point like we wanted to um ended up you know it ended up toasting for eight weeks and the difference and so and where i said you know i want to do something completely different um than uh mictors i didn't want to do the exact same thing but mictors from what i understand because if you go on their tours they'll tell you that they toast for like you know a certain amount of days like not weeks like a certain amount of days you know what i mean and i don't want to give all that out in case i don't want to say anything i shouldn't but uh, so we toasted it way longer than I've ever heard of any of their products being toasted. And, you know, I, I feel like it, it had a different impact. And, and that was what I was going for. Like, even though that that was my drive, like, that's what kind of motivated me to go that route. Still, I wanted it to be different enough. You know what I mean? Um, so we and it ended up toasting like eight weeks and we did some things. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hope um, batch two when it comes out, because we stopped it at the five weeks, we were able to, we were able to do that. Um, you know, so I, I don't want to say it's going to get better, but I think most people that try it, uh, a few of them have in the beginning, like they don't like it, you know, just being hundred percent honest, which I, I appreciate when people say that. And then all of a sudden they go back to it and then it's like, dude, that's actually better. And then they go back to it again. And then they're PMing me like, Hey, I know you saw that. I said, I didn't like it. Dude, I actually love this. Like halfway through the bottle, it is phenomenal. And um, it's like, hey, thanks. You didn't have to reach back out, but that's cool that you did. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, the odor it gets, the or the not the odor, but the the more air in the bottle. There you go. Oxidation. There yeah. you go. Um, I guess some of the toasted. I, I've heard people have PM me like, dude, actually, what what happens whenever I flip the bottle up, you know, and let let it mix back up? It you know, it's it's even better that way. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I've heard people saying that before. Yeah, um, I, I always like to get a, a new bottle and get it drank past the shoulder and then put it back on the shelf for you know a couple of days and then revisit i don't know if anybody else does that but i, I think that little bit of oxygen helps all of them whether they're toasted or not even right. rye it helps rye as well yeah yeah no i 100 percent agree with you I, i'm i'm very much in that same thought process i like to get a little bit out of it a little, little air get in it uh, matter of fact we're, we're in the process of trying to do our first barrel pick with a with a distillery which i think we're gonna be calling you soon too man to get in our, our second one oh andrew <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's one of those things where you know maybe we should have invited tim we we, <laughs> we we had a little bit of a a, a sip of a couple of products and, and matt was like man scott you know i'm not 100 percent certain and blah 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 and then I, we drank it down a little bit and then i poured a couple out into some sample bottles to send out to the the guys that are talking about doing it with us and then we, we we've been revisiting the bottle and Matt was like, oh, wait a minute now. It's, I uh, don't I don't know. <laughs> so I I think that in my opinion that that's one thing. Matt, that it seems like you catch better. a lot of shit. I catch a lot of shit. Oh, he does. He's the baby of the group. That's why. <laughs> but the good thing about Matt is he probably has more experience of drinking more than all of these bottles than than any it's of good. us. He's I got have more he's got us drinking. That's, <laughs> well, he doesn't have more experience drinking. Put that on your resume. He's well, he's got way more experience with more bottles than most other. That, people. That's what I mean. He he's he's tasted more things than we have and he has a different palate than we have. 
but he's got probably more experience tasting the things that that we're seeing today um not just the 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 like in maker, general not like yeah the maker table but like in general yeah right, right. so i but, mean but both here on this table and in general <laughs> So I'm kind of curious what your opinion is of everything that you've had so far, and and what with the review, I know that you you enjoyed. Sure. I think he's the only one that's been through every bottle here. I have actually <laughs> yeah. twice. Twice? No way! Really? Already that fast? No, not since I sat down, oh. but just in general. So, oh. w- what do you think about what we've what we've tried so far, and 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 just an just an overall opinion sure. of what you think people should reach out for? So. Um, you know, my opinion is that the five and a half year is a great everyday drinker, and I'll still I'll still stick to that as a working man myself, right? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and believe it or not, that's when you and I met a really long time ago. Is I was drinking that, you were drinking that, and I even said, "Hey, you know, Party dude, you got to drink that." <laughs> five second rule. We're gonna go to ten second rule in a second. And so you and I were both drinking the same thing. And I said, man, this, this five and a half year, this is a great pour. And I heard they make a 12 year as well, but I haven't gotten to try that yet. And you were like, laughing out loud. <laughs> what? <laughs> laughing out loud. Yeah. You were like, well, I, I, I kind of make this stuff. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Just very nonchalantly. <laughs> right. that, that's, that's the way I like to play it. I actually like to, um, cause people, they're not going to know me. I'm just, I, I'm just I did not dude. know you. I will be. That, that's absolutely true. <laughs> and, you know, I actually run into people in the stores all the time. And if they're looking at it, I'm like, have you ever heard of that product? And they're like, you know, I, I've heard it. I've heard people talking about it. I'm like, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> you know? And, and, <laughs> right. And so then, then you know, and, and they'll get to talking to me about it. And I'll be like, well, you know, and I'll shake their hand. I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm the owner. And they'll be like. What? what? Right, exactly. Kind of like what you did. Kind of like what I did. Right. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you and then know. I was like, man, I'm really glad I said something positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, is you know, everybody's feedback is different. Yeah. So I don't just take like, it ain't. I don't just want people to pump sunshine for no reason. Yeah. If you don't like it, just say why. Like maybe it's too hot. Like I, I got people that'll tell me the 12 years too hot. You know, I I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't tell some random stranger at a bar that some other bottle was good unless I legitimately thought they should try it. That's awesome. By, by the way, this 12 year old is is tasty. It's tasty as hell. Thank you, sir. The batch one is also super tasty. By the this way, batch one was super tasty, and there's only one bottle that I know of, and it's sitting right over there on my rack, and I'm scared to open it. You got one more at my house, so it's okay. That's cool. Maybe I'll come to your house. Next That's time. fine. Don't be scared. Because you said there was only like 130-something bottles of that. 132 bottles made. Yeah. Super rare. See, that's the problem with all this single-barrel stuff is because when it's gone, it's gone. Right, right. And and people are afraid to open it because they know when it's gone, it's gone. I'm not afraid to open it. I promise you that. I'm not afraid to open it. I can promise you I'm not afraid to open anything. But I actually hesitated buying the 12-year because, um, and I'll be honest with you, is because of the price point, I hesitated for a moment. Yep. And then I was like, well, a single barrel 12 year, you know, you don't really come across that too often. And so, so I pulled the trigger on it. We opened it that night and drank it by the fire. And I mean, I don't regret any minute of that so whatsoever. That's, that's the story on it. And that, that uh, in the beginning, um, you know, by the time we did our release party at Westport Whiskey and Wine, I, I was kind of frustrated because I, I, um, the price point, whenever I walked in, 
I really didn't, you know, all I had talked to were the distributors. And basically what they told me, they told me the pricing strategies and how it all works. And, you know, I don't want to give all that information away. But then all of a sudden I walked in and it was like $159.99. And, you know, I grabbed Chris. And maybe it wasn't Chris. Maybe it was the guy at the distributor. I can't remember. And I was like, whoa, like, dude, there ain't nothing down home about that price tag. Like, are we even going to sell any of that? And, you know, they were like, well, you know, we, we bought, I think, I think they took in like, man, I want to say 60 or 72 of the actual, of the 132. And I think they sold all of them, but like one case that night. Yeah. One dude walked in and I think he bought like two cases. Um, I don't even know who he was. Like whenever they told me, I tried to chase him out the door so I could shake his hand. Like, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're my man. Right. Yeah. Um, I love it, you, man. Yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> I want to give you a hug because I didn't realize a year from now I can't do that. <laughs> right. But, um, but you know, so th- there was the price point thing was a sticky issue for me. Um, yeah. That batch two, um, I figured out some ways, um, you know, to get the product, the cost down. Sure. Um, you know, long story short, now I can actually do the things myself instead of having a third party to do it. So that kind of cuts one extra middleman out of the situation, um, which is why the price point's more around one ten instead yeah. of one sixty. So that. Well, and so, and so that's what, and that's really what got me started is you know, when I found out about that twelve, the twelve year, I I was, I'm always excited about a double digit age single barrel that comes out, something new. Yep. Something you don't have to, mm-hmm. like you said, you don't have to wait twenty eight hours mm-hmm. in line right. in the rain at Liquor Barn for yes. you can try it. It's new. And it's probably going to be phenomenal. Um, we hope. So yeah, we hope. So well, that w- that was the hope, and and uh, myself and a buddy of mine, we each bought we each bought a bottle, and and neither one of us regretted it at all. I right. mean, it it's good. We share it, and I mean, to this day, you know, you still t- when you can talk. I always feel that when you can talk to somebody at a bar and recommend mm-hmm. a product to them. Now, mind you, I recommended a product to the owner, so it's right. a little bit weird, but that was awesome. <laughs> It, uh, I, I took his recommendation. He did. I drank a bunch of it. I actually <laughs> bought it too, so it's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that I, to me, that speaks volumes of itself. When when you can have some random person recommend your own product to you, not Full knowing circle. who you are. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, the good old five degrees of separation here in Kentucky, but yep. um, it's like yeah. two and a half in Kentucky. Yeah, right. See, Let's be honest. The the one thing that I want to make sure that everybody understands who listens to this podcast is we're not bullshitting. We don't, Matt, Scott, and I, Josh, none of us tell somebody that their product is good if it's not. Uh, I remember talking to Scott about a product that, that I hated, and, and I told him that this is the worst thing that I've ever had. And every time I took a drink, my face, he was like, I can't believe look, looking at your face. We, he says that all the time. We, we are not I going. I can't believe I'm looking at your face right now. Either, but <laughs> Shit, we, I can't we, believe it either. After we all will years. not tell you this is good if it's not good because then it, then it fucks with our credibility. There you go. Um, so the the five and a half year was amazing. the 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 twelve year was really really good. The toasted blew the blew everybody's doors off the other day in our tasting. That's when I started getting recognition was with the toasting. Um, so I, I think that if anybody's listening to this that that's questioning whether or not they should buy that bottle like you talked about, Matt, um, it, it's silly just to do that because this down it. home actually first. is producing a product that everybody should pay the product the price for. Yeah, and and I mean to 
to add credibility to it. You and I had this conversation over a year ago. Yeah. About it, and now here we are to this day drinking it again, still recommending it. God, what, I love that sound. What I think is great, though, that is... That one sounded different. That though. one did sound different. What, what it I, almost sounded like that bottle was getting empty. That, that one, had a little that one drinks a little differently. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's the king. It, it drinks a little differently. Well, Ooh, what what I think is different. great, too, is that we talked to somebody not too long ago where they said that they were kind of being hang, hamstrung a little bit about the products they can and cannot drink. Uh, things that they want to try and talk about. What? And, and what you're doing is you're popping open something that, that isn't yours. But and you're offering it to the folks that are actually doing this podcast. Which oh, oh, I'm not offering it. That's Andrew. Yeah. Well, it's still. Again, Andrew is It's the everyone's. Man. But it, it, it shows that it, and you, you wanted some. So it, it, you're, you're a bourbon uh, enthusiast, somebody who's glad to listen or glad to drink this product, not somebody who's saying, here, only drink mine. Drink oh, mine. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I drank bourbon for years. Um, going back, you know, when I was 16 and you're supposed to be 21 and drinking <laughs> Southern Comfort and mixing it with Dr. Pepper. And then, you know, being in college and drinking 1.75s of Jim Beam, um, you know. Why is it that all of us started with either Southern Comfort or Crown Royal? It's what you could get. Uh, the turkey. The turkey. The turkey? You started yeah. with that? Wow. One-on-one turkey. I bet you were angry. I hated everything. He was angry. He's <laughs> all we could get. He's from Philadelphia. He's mad about everything. It's true. Because <laughs> the turkey, I mean, you have a little bit too much of that. and I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. That's what my, my older brother and his friends used to drink was Wild Turkey 101. So that's, yeah. I would then, drink that. Then we started a fight club in our dorm room, and it just kind of went downhill from there. Oof. So we had to take a little bit of time off from the turkey. Yeah, I bet. So, Sounds rough. Well, let's hey, go. Hey, um, just so y'all know, I know y'all keep grabbing the chips. There's actually a meat and cracker and cheese tray in the fridge. You're more than welcome. Not only do you share good bourbon, but you share good food as well. Hey, Shark, if I invite Shark, you into my house, I got to have something to eat. Fantastic charcuterie board. So uh, let's get back to the LBC pick. You know, I, we really thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Um, did that group have anything specific that they were lurking, looking for when they did the selection? And how unique was the actual process? I guess I'm going to look at Andrew on this I'm, one. I, I'm going to let Andrew take I'm going to look at Andrew on this one, too. I'm going to chew this chip. So, so I, can, I can tell you, um, you know, I've, I've been on a couple of picks. and What? You've been on a couple of picks? <laughs> That's a no little way. modest there to say a couple <laughs> of picks. We, so we all have different things that we look for. Um, some of the different club members that we have um, have different – products and profiles that they like me personally i like uh, a sweet oak and a caramel so i mean that's usually always what i'm looking for um you know some people like to look for a spice in in the rye you know on high rye products i do like to have a balance of that sweet and spice almost uh like a sweet and savory kind of profile so for me when we were tasting through these toasted barrels um you know that that's kind of the the balance I was looking for was you know I wanted some some spice and I wanted some sweetness, you know in in that rye. Did you get uh, any of that? Yes. Awesome. So, um, one thing about the the MGP four and five year products that are coming out right now, um, I get I get some fruity notes to them, whether it's you know cherry or. Uh, you know, almost like uh, 
tricks cereal or fruity pebbles cereal oh get Lord. some of those fruity notes um and then when you toast it it's almost like have you has anybody ever made a fruity pebbles um rice krispie treat yeah yes yeah so that's kind of what i get out of out of this and, and when we tasted this one it was hands down the one that we, we liked over the other ones so for ten dollars of marshmallows and fruity pebbles yes it's good stuff nice Listen, I, I love Rice Krispie Treats. And it's all good. I'm just messing with things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I look for is just that, that sweet and that, that caramel. And with the toasted, it added that marshmallowy kind of flavor to it. We liked it. So, so how many people do you usually take on these type of picks and things like that? At minimum, it's four. Um, usually no more than ten. So on this one, and I, I'm pretty sure because I did actually talk to Tim before we met today, um, it's it's okay to say Tim Fishburne, mm-hmm. David Fishburne, mm-hmm. Andrew Clayton, mm-hmm. Jason Figaniak, Figaniak, and Matthew Styles, and Stephen Scott, Stephen Scott, and then and Matt Stivers, no, Mark Stivers, Mark Stivers, right. And I believe that's it. Are we forgetting anybody? Nope, no, nope, I think yep, that's it. Yep, that was it. Yeah. So those are the dudes that picked it. I'll give um, you a dollar if you can spell Figaniac. F-I-G <laughs> Maniac. So <laughs> you owe him a dollar. <laughs> so here's here's the story on the pick, though, and this is pretty Is there cool. an M in that, really? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was Silent. about to say, I don't think there was an M in there. <laughs> so the week before uh, these guys did the pick, and this is the part, I mean, Andrew, um, I don't think really knows much about. The week before... Uh, Tim and I were pretty eager to hit that exact five-week spot because I had some samples um, just from where we were pulling before, and we, we had two-week samples, five-week samples, eight-week samples, I think, in the group. And I don't, one guy really liked the two-week. Most guys really liked the five-week. I think a couple, a couple of them liked the eight-week. I think it's way too marshmallowy. But anyway, so long story short, we really wanted to make sure we got close to that five-week spot. So we went down the week before, and – we were hands down with the owner of three boys hands down barrel three absolutely 100 percent. that's got it there's no way we're going to pick anything but that barrel and that's the one you guys said when we went on week five that didn't change much from week four it to week did five. not change much at all right. but the ones that did yeah i mean it was it was wow and so you know they ended up picking a barrel um that the week it stood bef- out. The week right, and and the week before, it was almost like I wish we would have just pulled a sample from it, because I don't think anybody can honestly believe how much it changed in one week. I mean, it changed so much, and I mean, it was hands down everybody's favorite. <laughs> um, you know, I, we'll call it barrel one because that's what it was, and then I think one person was like, you know, maybe barrel four, but nobody was on barrel three, and that we were one hundred percent on barrel three the, the week before that. So that it was pretty cool to see that, you know, just play out um, amongst me, the the guy there that worked there, Hunter, and then, you know, all six of you guys. Yeah, for me, I was interested to, to, to hear how much some of them had changed and the other ones didn't. Right. Yeah. So I know you said that you will eventually have to start distilling, right, as, as, as just kind of the general thought process and have to agreement. Want, I mean, I don't – yeah, I mean, I have to, want to. Um, I think at some point – you know, everybody wants their own product. Right. That's kind of why I wanted to do the toasted because this is the first thing, like, you know, barrel proofing um, the five and a half year or the 12 year. You know what I mean? Um, 
and that's my label and you know obviously so my product and and those guys don't do that but you know with the toasted that's the first thing that i've done that makes my stuff distinguished as opposed to anything else right <clears throat> so are there plans for the future then to definitely do that like to get into more absolutely. of the distillate product and things absolutely. like that absolutely it's, it's a balance so being being somebody who started up by sourcing um you know it, it's a balance how much you know because it, it takes money it takes money to bottle it takes money to get these barrels and then you buy them and you sit on them so then at that point how much can i have for that in order to also still have the the finances to be able to put i don't know five ten barrels back for five years six years seven years and when do i do that so that I can consistently do it so that once I do it, it's not like I release my stuff one year and then all of a sudden it's like three years before I can do that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it's the balance and I'm not there yet. Um, you guys keep putting me on these podcasts with all this toasted and maybe I'll get there a little faster. Well, that's always the hope, right? So <laughs> I kind of have a piggyback question on top of what he asked you. Okay. So in what we've seen for a couple of newer kind of labels to come out a lot of their trends have been they source something they were one label they make their own product they become a new label mm -hmm. do you have plans to maybe make a new label for Absolutely. this stuff um you know i think everybody does kind of a switch up i i, th I think um you know the most recent one that i from my understanding and, and at this point i think everybody's well aware is, is like heaven hill they they kind of switched everything up um yeah i don't want to yeah um i, I think i hit i don't want to say i hit a home run with with my label uh, but it's what i wanted to do i mean i wanted to put you know that down home the the old country shack looking um yeah. type deal it's at um, least a walk walk shout off, out walk off triple i mean s shout out to willie sorrell if yeah. he if he hears this, I want it to be known that he had a huge part of my label. Um, but so anyway, long story short, it just I, I think I, I I got what I wanted. I mean, there's a bear yeah. on the background, um, rough, rustic. You know, um, it, will it change some? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, it, the funny thing is, and I don't even understand what it does. And maybe actually, maybe you guys could explain this because I'm looking at bottles of rye here, and for some reason, when people go rye, they want to go green. Always. And immediately, immediately, I think one of the first things that that the dude that helps me with my label uh, mentioned was, "Hey, w would we want to switch it to green?" And I was like, "How the fuck does that happen?" Like, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> natural, like everybody, like. You know, my fa honestly, I'll be honest with you. My favorite rye is Pikesville, 100%. Yeah. It's green. Uh, the the town branch, it's yellowish, but it has some green in it. Uh, you know, just just we, you know, it, it's okay to say, it, right? We're looking at three bottles of Kentucky out different ryes right here. They're everyone's green. Yeah. It's like, how does that? You happen? should go red or something. Well, completely. it's green. Every you're right. Ryes are green. I mean, that's well, just. Well, I, hell, I don't know. I guess it, I guess because it's easier to distinguish what the bottle is on the counter. Huh. So now, go red or orange or something completely well, different. Well, my problem is, is these blue capsules on the top, okay? So, I, I'm man, I don't really want to make people mad, but I'm a huge Kentucky fan. So, you can see a lot of blue on my stuff. 
Well, on the top of these, if you look, yes, sir. The, the people that I made that, that made it for me, it says down not not on this, but I'll get you. There's a bottle over there, and so it says on down the home foil. On yeah, the foil. I looked at the foil. Yeah. So you know, to get that in green, I don't know how hard that's going to be. But hold on well, one second, I'm going to step over there. Yeah. Go ahead. <coughs> no, you're talking. Huh? Was, wasn't there a uh, like a Basil Hayden's two by two rod that wasn't green? It was, it was yeah. brown. Yeah. Yeah. It and was the, like Caribbean. Brown the Caribbean. The Caribbean was, was like blue or Merlot, yeah. So not everything's green, but most no. are. Oh. Well, most of the, tra- I mean, for my, most of the just traditional ryes are green. But, you know, right. at, coming, coming back to full circle, I mean, and you can stare me blankly and say no, but do you have any intentions of making a rye right now? Coming this fall, down home <laughs> rye. Um, yeah, actually, it's it's the, the next thing that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, so, Toasted? You, toasted rye? Well, don't you guys just want to Soon know. to be toasted. <laughs> hey, dibs on the first barrel. What so, <laughs> ah, see, see, you're going to. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Uh, but So, anyway, so, uh, you know. I do want to do a rye. My 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 main plan, honestly, I, I, the five and a half years, something completely different. Yeah, I don't, I can't do that consistently, at least until it's my product. But every year, what I'd like to do is do a twelve year, a bourbon. You know, whether I age state it or not, I probably will. I want all age statements. I don't want to be part of the group that goes away from age stating. Um, I think that's amazing. And then the toasted bourbon. You know, kind of like you know, twelve year and then bourbon and then toasted bourbon and then rye and then toasted rye. That's my game plan. Um, it, it it's something I wanted to do in the beginning. Like I said, the, the toast is something that just it really interests me. As long as I can keep it different, you know what I mean. I, it's one thing to take Michter's lineage, and and you know I, a lot of people do it. You know Woodford does the double doubles, and other people do. You know they they do other stuff. So, but to actually call it toasted, you know, paying homage to the, to Michter's and, and and what I like and and stuff, and being able to do it my own way. I think is more important um, just to make sure that 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 it's different because if it comes out and it's anywhere near similar, I'll probably just pull the barrel to the back porch and invite you guys back over. Put a tap on it. Tap yeah. it. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Uh, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> no it takes me 17 that. minutes to get here. I'll make it happen. There you go. <laughs> you won't even pick these guys up. Nope. <laughs> well, he would have to drive to Indiana to get us. So I ain't paying a toll for them. I don't like them that much. There you go. I hear you. But so uh, you, you asked if, if a rise coming. That That is in the works. I'm actually working with MGP on that again. Um, they got some straight rye products that I, I actually do like. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people get rye from them. Um, I, I'm not really sure as far as that goes, but I'm, I'm almost positive I can make it something different to where even if they do, I can make it somewhat different. Good so, deal. That's awesome. I, I think with the brand, too, with Down Home, Down Home Rye just seems to be something that, that kind of flows. The down home rye. Yeah. Well, so here's the you know here, here's the tricky part is this label, the government man they are something. <laughs> TTB. No. They are something. So we some we had to submit the label multiple times, and the first time and you see what it is. This was the original label. Okay. So on the bottom label on the twelve year and the five and a half year, obviously I got an age statement square. On this one, I took it off. But I took it off before I even sent it to them because I didn't really want to age state. I just wanted toasted to be the, the sales point, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that they brought that they kicked back was and they rejected it was remove your age statement. Now, if you look at this at all, 
it never had an age statement. So it was like, how are you going to reject my label for an age statement when it never even had one? And, and I could show you. Like, I've actually had to send that to people. And so people will privately email me and send me, like, hey, can you tell us the age of this? And, and I'll just send them the, 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 the form. And, and basically, it, it Toasted Barrel is considered a specialty whiskey, and you're not allowed to age state that. Hmm. Now, as a bourbon fan, as a bourbon fan, I don't that don't even make sense why would you care why it seems like the best thing to do for customers would be to give them as much information as i would allow mm-hmm. if i'll put an age statement on it why, why would you want to control that so the question is if if you can't put it on the bottle can you put it on the no. website and no. Just say no no nowhere you can't say that it was aged no. in a bourbon barrel for six years and toasted barrel for from from my understanding, I mean, here I'll read it to you. I no, I, I believe you. I'm just no, I, I'm just asking. I understand just you know they're me, saying no, but yeah. I'll read it to you. So you tell me the interpretation, because to me it was like, what? Uh, let me find it. Well, that's you, a kick in the dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't that bad, but you know. Well, it, it so just texted to you last night. Afterwards. I text that to you. No, I think it really is when you think about it, because I mean, I really feel like that's what people want now. People the want they statement. want to know, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's one of the reasons people got so butt hurt when you know Heaven Hill got rid of the six year, you know. Well, and I think most bourbon nerds like myself, we know <laughs> that you know a four year product can be just as good as a twelve year product, right? You know, some people don't know that, and I don't think those people would care if there was an H statement on it or not. I don't know, but I, I certainly want to know just because I want to know what I'm drinking. And if I don't want to know what I'm drinking, then I'll pour it in a blind. See, the thing that I think that people understand, though, is when they're when they're doing that. these reviews, and and it it actually does make a difference because um, if if I'm redoing three if I'm reviewing three products, and one of them is a two year, a four year, and a six year, it's it's not on equal footing. It's not right. Um, so when you say something is better at six year, be, well, yeah, of course it is. Um, so theoretically, it should be. That don't well, mean that no, it necessarily I mean, will I be. Right. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that because I mean, there's a certain point to where certain mash builds are only good when they're aged at a certain year. Sometimes you you can overage something and I have it that totally. have it mm-hmm. totally lose. Right, the intended purpose behind it, and it so, can definitely be underaged. Yeah, it can. So, it can one hundred percent be underaged. So, so the wording, so the wording, and not to interrupt you guys, but the wording is: your product is not allowed to have an age statement on the label. Please remove all reference to age. And I never had it. It's almost as if somebody didn't even look at it. So my, my, my thought process behind that is: you could probably put it on your website, but you just can't put it on the label. I would also ask them, hey, man, what are you drinking when you send me this email? <laughs> you know, I, I try not to piss them off too much. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, the ABC and the TTB are just you know, places you just don't want to mess around right. in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm trying to make them my best friends. That's exactly right. So so uh, we talked a little bit about price point. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, is there a general price range that you want to fall into long term? I'd love to be around the 50 to $75 price range. But it's not always practical. Um, mostly whenever I'm sourcing. It's, it's just not practical because I don't have control. You know what I mean? Like, I can I can make a barrel. Let's say, 
you know, all the ingredients into it and the time, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, you know, 800 to $1,000 cost. I mean, just ballpark. I, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but let's just say that's the real cost. You go to buy something from, um, you know, whoever, and, it, you know, something's $5,000. Well, that just totally destroys your price point. And it makes it to where, you know, yeah, sure, you, you, you might know what you're paying for. Like on the five and a half year, you know what you're paying for. You know that I, it's because, you know, I had to pay the extra to get a Heaven Hill bottom barrel. But at, at the same time, if if I take that same exact mash bill and I make it for five and a half years at a $1,000 cost, now it's it's a totally different price point. Now, sure, I had to wait those five years, but really out of my pocket, it's no difference. It's just the time. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, the price point that I really want to get to, I mean, it is the 50 to $75 range. Um, I, man, I had a conversation with somebody about it. And, you know, in, in talking to them, whenever I was at the 110 to 160, the 160 more or less, I was at a 5% buyer's market. So basically 5% of the bourbon people that would pay 150 plus for a bottle. And once you get down to about 100, you're at like the 20 to 30% range. Once you're around the 50, you're about an 80% range. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, you, if you, there's a way you can get down to $25 a bottle. You're in 100%. Everybody has no problem dropping $25. Right. So Yeah, I mean, th- th- we've got a couple assholes here that doesn't mind spending more than $100. I'm the one that, that that's the $50 range. So, I mean, that's... Just because they spend money doesn't make them assholes. I was about to say, but did you just call me and Matt an asshole? Because I don't they, think they, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that they, makes them my best though. friend. That did just happen. They they are though. I mean, if if you get to know them, I mean, Andrew, you're an asshole too, evidently. <laughs> I've been called. We're assholes that support the local yeah, I mean, community. Looking at the bottles you brought, you're definitely an asshole. <laughs> Giant. I almost brought uh, brought the uh, MB rolling. Oh, that would have been awesome. You're an absurd <laughs> asshole then. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh goodness! Uh, by the way, send me one of those owls down here. I don't care which one. I, you want? Uh, I haven't. It doesn't new, matter at you this want point. Numero uno. Yeah, there you go. That's good. <clears throat> Which this one had an odd story, and, and, and not the not the shoplift your story. But did you realize that the Carters helped start this, the original one? I was well aware. Okay, I I've think t- most people. I've talked to that. the Carters a few times. They're awesome people. Yeah, they are. We they have an awesome product. Very good people. Yeah, we we really enjoyed the conversation with them, but um, probably not as fun as this one. Just you saying. don't think so? Nah. Yeah, maybe we'll invite them next time. There you go. Actually, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> it it would? would be. They're they're actually awesome and they're no, really they're fun. They're super cool people. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to talk to them a few times. Um, the, the one time that I, the first time actually, whenever I, I met them, I thought it, it was one of the cooler things, and it was before I even had my product. Um, what happened is I got like a twelve year American, but it didn't have the twelve year sticker on the top, kind of like how my toasted label is there, but they got like, their twelve year, and it didn't have it. So I reached out to him and was like, hey, you know, what happened here? Blah, blah, blah. Is this, does this make this crazy unique? And they were like, well, we'd love to meet you and sign the bottle and whatever you want to do if you want to trade two for one. And I was like, oh, yeah? Two for one? The owner? No, I'm not trading this. <laughs> Bathroom? Yeah, right there. So um, one of my favorite products of all time, um, it, when I go back and I look at, like, old dusties and things like that man i love the old wild turkey split label and i love how Mm, people have went to the split label look like you've got you know it's not all on one you know label so 
was that intentional or was that just by accident because of the way that you you know had to kind of fit everything together hmm. i'm getting a little tipsy because when you say it wasn't an accident i mean i didn't cut this accidentally but it um <laughs> it uh you know <laughs> I, I mean accident as in the phrase of like the label was designed a certain way and you you didn't intentionally add the bottom of it you you added it after the fact or was it always no, oh, okay, designed okay. that way with two labels you. no this was absolutely intentional um and then so and the re and man you know the reason being is because we wanted this part to kind of pop um and we've seen it with um i think the willets do it I believe I, th I think there's a few other and it really stood out to me because you know you could put that information on the main label nobody looks at it like you know we can pull this one out right now okay right. cool it's there you know what you pay attention to this on this right here you pay attention to the king of kentucky right that's what and, you know and yeah. actually most of the people pay attention to the back oh do they or it says barrel <laughs> well number. yeah barrel yeah 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 but I mean, you, you know what, what i mean barrel yeah. Number? yeah what barrel number but so it, it kind of well that's why it's cool it's on the front of yours so and it gives distinction. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, what I didn't want to do, and in the in the beginning we were thinking about doing, like um, you know, barrel number. But the problem is, is then people chase a barrel. Right. It's like, yeah, I want them to chase my bottle. I don't want them to chase a barrel like right. barrel one versus barrel two, and then all of a sudden you got nothing but barrel two on the shelves. And it's like, yeah, nobody wants barrel two. It sucks. Now my distributor's stuck. Right. Yeah, I. I uh, but yes, it was intentional. My bad. I didn't no, mean being an asshole. no, you weren't being an asshole. I just was. It was one of those things where I, it's sometimes things uh, happen out of necessity. It's the old Arkham Razors type thing, mm -hmm. right? Where you know, like when people talk about bourbon and how it was invented, there's multiple, you know, Elijah Craig, you know, OT, whatever, mm -hmm. all those different right, things. Right. And then some people just say it was crazy drunk Irish dudes that, you know, basically settled in Kentucky and Bourbon County. And right. they sent the barrels up, they charred them to, you know, get rid of the fish taste and send it back down to Bourbon Street, right. you know. So it, all these different things, everything comes out of necessity. So the question was, is, was it intentional or was it a happy mistake, you know? Or no, it, it was intentional. It was, it was part of the design. Um, Again, shouting out Willie Sorrell. Whenever I reached out to him, I gave him a name. I gave him the picture of the house on the front. And I kind of told him, like, what I would like in general was a main label that I can use multi-purpose. And then, you know, at the bottom is where I want to give the information. Like, that's where I want all the information. But I want it to pop. So I don't want it to just bleed, like, this barrel to just bleed down to where it, then it's just more barrel down there. Because it would kind of it's all be at one. And the other part was I still wanted to make sure that there was enough brown um, where you could see the brown water behind it. Like, don't cover that all up either. So don't it's make it so big. It's all about the brown water. Right. Yeah, that's what you're really buying. But, you know, as well as I do, if, if a label looks really sharp, it kind of, like, catches your eye. So, you know, with all that in mind, I mean, that dude put it all together. Right. And it was really cool. And, he, you know, he sent me he sent me some things. Like, even on the toasted barrel, you know, he sent me, like, four different ones. And, um, you know, this one right here really stood out. And, I mean, I could show you some. Like, some of them were, like, an oval shape and et cetera, et cetera. But I, I wanted that ribbon to be separate, too, because I needed something to distinguish from my 12, like, from any of my age-stated stuff. Because all I do is just write the age, the age on, on that label, as you can see right here. But I wanted something to make all the blue 
still stand out so it's that extra ribbon at the top so that's what makes it different i even love the side split label because it gives you a place to pour that you don't have to worry about the bourbon sliding down on the bottle and messing up the label (laughs) and that might have been something you didn't even think about either but it's one of those things that those are things that i think about when i buy a bottle like what's it going to look like long term you know things like that how's it sit on the shelf and all those things gotcha so we appreciate the time with you today. I think we, we're running up on to time. Um, I don't know. Did anybody else have any questions they needed to ask Robert today? How long have we been talking? Oh, an hour and I don't know. If I ask minutes. you something now, I might hear about it. Hear from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, we're right at yeah. an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, so, like, there's one. Yeah. You know, that that's totally different. I mean, and we kind of oh, yeah. mo- we moved away yeah. from it. Yeah. yeah. I like what you all did. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another one somewhere... Yeah, so then these, and we really moved away from that pretty fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't blame you on that one. Yeah, so, and then, you know, then all of a sudden he came with this one, and I was like, that's the one. People don't understand how much effort it takes to come up with a logo, with a, uh, a design, with a theory of everything that, that's needed in order to be able to make a brand. It, branding is huge, and it's hard. Um, we we had a few folks help us with our logo, and, and of course we have had to change it recently. But it's it's not an easy process. Uh, yeah, I mean it can definitely be difficult. The art is pretty important. Um, so it, 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 it honestly it's the face. It's the first appearance. You know they, they always say you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I mean there, there it is. Um, you know if you haven't a weird looking bottle that stands out that's kind of like mm, what you know what i mean like what wh- why would you do that and so then you might you might even pass up on it mm-hmm. as silly as it sounds your intuition i mean it's just it is what it is but, well and then not to kind of be a devil's advocate for that but the opposite direction of oh that's a really interesting looking bottle i've never sometimes. seen anything like that before yep sometimes yep i'm gonna try that right like oak and eden i tried that where they got the little spiral thing down yeah. the barrel right. and i mean you know i tried that and it wasn't yeah. bad, but it was missing something. No, no, I just sounds mm. good. Mm. We did a review of them as well, just awesome. just to see. But is that the one where the bottom of it looks like a uh, like a, a bullet round, a bullet casing, and then mm. the top of the bottle is spiral? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. It uh, it looks very much like uh, looks very much like a I guess a bullet bottle married to a. Uh, Four Roses small batch select bottle or something like that. It, it would be the best way I would kind of okay. guesstimate the way that it looks. Um, it's a good looking bottle. It, it yeah. actually is a good looking bottle. It's just the, the the spire sitting in there. A to me is a little off putting because there's something floating around in there. Even though I know what it's for, you know, it's that flavor adjunct. But so it's also time, I don't mean to cut you off. How much time do we have left? Um, we have as much time as you want to go, brother. Oh, well, you made it sound like we didn't get off no. here. No, no, no. I, I just, I Is was. Is anybody else in a hurry? <coughs> no. No. I mean, Andrew's got some damn good bottles. I'm ready to drink. I mean, I'm having a good time drinking. No, I'm not okay, saying cool. we have to leave. I'm just, you know, I, I it's was. Just if we got to go, then I want to cut you off because I want to answer your questions. You got some good questions here. All right. That we haven't got to. <laughs> I think we got to most of them, have we not? No. What, a bit, what did I miss? All of it. All of it. I'm kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> you totally went off script on this one. I so. did go a little bit off script, but he he gave good que- he gave good feedback. Also, and I, I, had I had a follow up question. Hold on, I want to go ahead and make this point really clear right now. Okay, is that we have done a lot of these podcasts, 
You were the first person to make Scott's face really red. <laughs> you called me on my bullshit there. Every day. I don't know. I get... well, and I mean really freaking red. I was like, did I really miss something? I'm okay, really... I'm okay at putting people on the spot. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. You should have seen Toby's face though, when I gave him a hard time push back. He was like, uh, Did it look like my face when you gave me shit earlier? Too? I mean, You're used to getting shit, though. <laughs> I'm not. Well, actually, it, yeah, I was just I love repeating it. the story. They were I the love ones it. that were pointing their fingers like you were the devil. It was, it was I know. Funny. We but. just know who said what because we, <laughs> listen, we do this a lot. Mm-hmm. I, no, I mean, and, and that's cool. It, again, I love it. It wasn't even a big deal. It was just the point where I like turned it off and like message Toby, like, "Yo, you might, hey, I'm, I might have some information you guys might want." <laughs> FYI, yeah. And, so, no, I thought it was hilarious. Matt fucks up a bunch, dude. Thanks. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> You know, in, in the world that I work, it, it isn't how bad you fuck up. It's how hard you work to fix it. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he um, works hard. We like him. There you go. We, we, we keep him around for that could reason. could be on the next episode. Now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so anyway, so, so some of the questions that you got here that I really wanted to get to, and I didn't even read them earlier. I read like two, and I was like, okay, this is going to pretty much dominate the conversation. <laughs> Uh, where we're can, where we're distributed, down home is distributed only in Kentucky. Um, he as is far now as interviewing himself. Yes. <laughs> hey, that makes Y'all it easier on us. I mean, just leave me on no, there. No, I love it, and I want to know the answer. Where is it you, distributed? If I drink some more of this brown water, I can. Yeah, we're good. I want to go. Pour that man more. We, yeah. We just set the recorder and let yeah. him go. Just fuck it. I'm going home. Are y'all just. <laughs> I wouldn't leave this technology around my kids. Though, I'll tell you so can we get down home outside of Kentucky? Well, uh, in the store, I can tell you right now, you cannot get it in Indiana. Which would is you sadly- let me talk? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so here's the deal: in Kentucky is the only place you can get stores. Hi guys. Get stores. Get it in the stores. Uh. My bad. I saw my kids and it threw me off. Um, so, it, the only place that is distributed in stores is in Kentucky. We have just recently on my uh, Down Home Bourbon website, we have added a purchase tab and we work with H. Barrel Clark and you can get all of the five and a half year, 12 year and the toasted finish on there. Um, You can order it. They charge you some shipping. I don't know, but it's pretty standard. Um, So, yes, anywhere, wherever you're at in New York, Colorado, California, it doesn't matter. Um, I say that. I think there's actually a few states on the list that they might not be allowed to go to. But anyway. We don't like those states. Yeah, most. Well, we love those states. We just (laughs) need those states to get smarter. Um, But so long story short, you can order it and they will distribute it to you um, that way. Um, I'm reading some of these other ones as far as we really enjoyed the LBC one bottle. Uh, I did want to, before we get back to this bullshit and I, I just wanted to kind of get some of the yeah, stuff out there. Sure. So what we did with the LBC, uh, pick, um, they reached out to me, you know, I, I've known Tim a little bit in the, um, outside of bourbon. I mean, we actually have to work together every once in a while. He has to deal with my company, but that's a funny story for another day. Um, so long story short, what we what we came to to do is, you know, <clears throat> he originally reached out and said, "Hey, would you be interested in a barrel pick?" And I absolutely was. Nobody else had reached out to me about that yet. Um, you know, along the way, he said, "What we like to do is we like to kind of make donations at Louisville Bourbon Club." Um, we like to make donations to charities. Mm-hmm. So what we would like to do is tie a donation to this. And I was like, dude, that's phenomenal. And he was like, well, do you have anybody in mind? 
And at the moment, I, I really, I didn't throw anything out there. I didn't, I, I was just kind of caught off guard by it. Um, but so long story short, um, after about a day of thought, you know, we, what we came up with is, is my son, my oldest son, 10 years old, uh, Matthew, actually. Hey, Matthew. Okay, well, can you tell him to come down here? Thank you. Um, so Matthew is type 1 diabetic, and uh, this part kind of always gets me emotional. But So anyway, um, talking to Tim, what, we really, what I really wanted to do is after I thought about that is JDRF, which is Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, huge company here and uh, you know they do a lot of good things um, whenever he got diagnosed like two years ago actually now it's like three years ago hey buddy I told you I told you I was gonna put you on here so hey say hi to everybody hi so what happened was and and I told Tim like we would like to make a donation to them and he was like dude we can absolutely do that like how much do you, you want to do I was like I don't know how much we can do um, you know, but regardless of what I want to do is now on these barrel picks, like no matter what, I will require anyone to make some kind of contribution to JDRF in Matthew's name. And so he gets to present the check uh, next Friday, um, the contribution that we make. I think he's, I think that you guys, I don't know if you know, but anyway, you guys are going to post that on uh, Louisville Bourbon Club, I believe, and I'm going to be posting on Down Home Bourbon page and all that good stuff. Uh, we'll but post it on talk as well yeah that's Absolutely. amazing so what we do with this fella i mean he's a smart guy and so we got technology here it's a dexcom it actually sends like his blood sugar readings to my phone um and to my wife's phone and so we can see when he gets higher gets low like if he's in school if he's not around us it allows us to monitor him we got a pod on his leg that's actually how he gets insulin he's got like a little device that shoots insulin into him and stuff what is that are you getting low or something you are Okay, well, go upstairs. Hey, I love you, buddy. Aww. So uh, he's a good kid. He, he is. He was talking to you a little bit yeah. about school and how we had to switch the online stuff and how bad it sucked beforehand. Yep. Um, but he's awesome, and you know, so it, it was it it was just really cool to be able to do that. And then we talked. To, uh, we reached out to Kathy Sanders. Um, she's I don't know some kind of vice president, president, whatever. And there's the the sound that goes off on my phone when my son's blood sugar is low. If you heard that. Hey, oh, is that his PDM? Thanks. Here, you need that. I don't. Right. So my wife, oddly enough, she does. She runs for JDR for every year for the for the Kentucky Derby Marathon. Right so. in October, I believe. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, and this year, some of that stuff shut down. So, what happened was to get back on track. Um, so, Kathy Sanders, um, when I reached out to her uh, to to make a contribution, she was telling me because of COVID, they actually had a hard time doing any of their revenue stuff because. You know everything's just shut down i mean they just they can't do these drives because you're not allowed to get together and stuff so she was like i don't want to say eternally grateful but let it be known like hey we are so thankful for you guys and it was like oh, you know that's that's awesome um so i did want to throw that out there it's one of the things that um lbc i don't think that we've really 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 talked about because in the beginning we didn't know exactly how much a donation was going to be and et cetera, et cetera. but i did want to put that information out there um just to let people know because i mean i'm I'm thoroughly i'm 100 percent proud of that no I, that's one thing i do love about the bourbon community just in general is the the fact that i feel like there's a lot of guys that are just really good and, and they're trying to give back to the community mm -hmm. and they're doing things that 
that are offering you know great things out there and i think andrew i think we dm'd at one time at one point that you're kentucky colonel or something or something no. like no you okay maybe it's just you had the kentucky <laughs> colonel picture on your thing there for a while at facebook the or colonel something. sanders picture. yeah so yeah. so i thought maybe you were a kentucky colonel maybe i would just uh, automatically assume that but to me it's that that's great but i know uh steve scott you know he does the the thing for the backside learning center you yes know, you know so there's lots of guys that are out there I mean, God, I can't even name the number of charity organizations that I work with. I, I sit on about six different boards, you know, in Southern Indiana and Louisville. So um, I feel like that's that's just a great thing that you can do is, you know, rebuild the community and reinvest in the community, whether it's with bourbon or with anything. 100%. The fact that we can donate money to something like that, for me, is like, I don't even care about the profit. I mean, I got a day job. We pay our bills regardless. If we can do that, that's that's awesome. No, Absolutely. There is nothing better than drinking bourbon and giving money to a good cause. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, in, I, I guess uh, when I think about it, drinking bourbon, good cause, and spending quality time with friends and family, mm-hmm. that's what that's what bourbon's all about. There you yeah. go. You can't, re- you can't recreate that for anything. That's a whole and, and then you, Scott. So, well, yeah, people have to drink with me just because I have lots of bourbon. <laughs> I mean, you have a moderate amount of bourbon. Ah, yeah, a moderate amount. In case I, anyone who's related to you. Oh, my bad. I'm not mad jazzing off. I'm sorry. I'm just have, trying to help you out in case have. somebody you know, in your family listened to you. Where's it all at, Scott? It's, a, it's a, in a bunker in the basement. It's in the car. <laughs> There's actually in the, in the car. car right now. I have some in the car. <laughs> and you wouldn't bring it in? Oh, He's an yeah. I see how it is. He, That's it's how he good. rolls. I mean, um, come on. Matt is very sharing. I will say that. <laughs> I share anything. He didn't bring cock with him, I don't think, but... uh well, that's weird. That's yeah. King of Kentucky. That's what it's called, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> Thanks. Could have led with that. Sorry. <laughs> so, do we miss anything else here? I, I thought I asked the well, LBC question. Only, you just went only how do we get depth. our own barrel pick? Yeah. How, yeah, I mean, that, there are some important questions, but how do you get your own barrel pick? So, um, you we know. found out they have to donate, which is good. But then they yeah, but that's just part of it. I mean, you know, how do they contact you? You know, that's always something good. I contact you. (laughs) Can you be contacted through the website? Yeah. So what happens? People can reach out. Now there's, man, there's a part of the website, and this is this is probably gonna sound really stupid on my part, but you can actually like somehow text message me from there. But I don't get those messages. Like it pops up, and I don't have a way to respond. But you can email from that website, and I get those emails. And then what I do, it sends it to my personal email, and then I just copy your email, and I'll respond from my down-home bourbon email. Is what that, That's the way that that works. That way it kind of keeps it – I keep some sort of separation. Um, that makes it convenient. Correct. Yeah. But you just have to put your email in there. And some people don't, and it's like, mm, that's awesome that I have that information, but – I don't have a way to get back to you. I do respond. I've actually been told, you know, it, it's pretty cool how I respond at all hours of the day because depending on if my kids are up sick or not and I get the message, then I'll respond at 2 or 3 in the morning, you know, whatever. Um, but so, yes, you can reach out to me on there. You can on, you can actually reach out to me on Facebook as well. Um, to get back to your how do you get a barrel pick, yes, I will, I will require anyone that does a, a, a pick. Like if you're not interested in donating something to JDRF, I just I'm not interested in doing a barrel pick for your group. Um, that's one, and then two. Um, so well, and your barrel picks would be very limited too. That's not something that'll just be opened up to anybody, regardless, right? So um, one of the things that I'm doing, 
uh, is that if if you reach out to me beforehand and you want to do a barrel pick, because I buy enough product that is what I have in mind. So like I already know my strategy for the fall for the rye and the toasted rye. I have that in mind. I have exact. I know exactly what I want to do. I know exactly what I need to do. If you reach out to me beforehand, like if you're reaching out and you're saying, hey, you know, I I'd like to do a, a toasted rye pick. Okay, I need to know that information so that I can order more you know because i still want to hit the shelves with the right amount of product um and so long you know long story short on that if people reach out to me which since you're all's pick andrew since lbc's pick i've had liquor barn reach out to me or well okay i shouldn't say that i'm wrong i've had liquor barn reach out to the distributor i had um somebody else reach out i can't remember what store it was there's a local store and that's terrible of me i had a group in north carolina i've had a group reach out to the h Bro clark on my online thing from virginia somebody from chicago and uh it was either colorado or oregon and i can i'm confused now but where they've seen it and i don't know if these guys are like in the lbc group and they're just seeing it so now that i don't know um maybe but, we try to limit it just to people in and around louisville but so how did i get in there you're you're around louisville oh okay close like, enough like we'll, we'll add Bully people. county is like we'll, we'll add people in e-town and frankfurt <laughs> and you know southern indiana it, right it, I, I, I get grudgingly southern indiana it, and honestly <laughs> it, it could have some effect on you know the podcast that we did too, in some aspect, because it, I mean, it, we that could be it. I mean, I, we literally we have listeners in seven countries, eight well, countries, and you know, we're all over the U.S. And not I mean. to get off of just just this, but then there's um, man, there's one of my buddies. He he lives up in New York, and and he listens to a podcast all the time, and he'll forward it to me whenever they get to talking about my product. And you know, they've they've so there's other people that have actually. You know, and you're right. Maybe some of that's playing into it. I really, I don't know. Um, but it's cool. So so to get back to it, so how can you? I mean, if you reach out to me, like, we take these headphones off and then we discuss it. I'm not opposed to buying more. I can. I, I make sure that no matter what, I have enough setback that, you know, whatever, just for hiccups. So I can do that. And then the other part of it is the one thing that I want to do, and I actually I made a conversation on, on uh, one of our groups um, last night where it's I, I like to know the difference like on barrel picks like what do you want out of a barrel pick you know what i mean so for me the one thing that i want to do as the owner is if you'll notice and i don't even i don't even know where the hell the barrel pick is now but so you got <laughs> there it is um so there's, there's too so many, many bottles, bottles on the table so what what it what, what i do is i will proof the norm i like high proof but still i, I will proof it down to about 110 I don't know what the rise are. I, obviously, we haven't proofed them yet. Um, so I will proof it down a little bit. But then my barrel picks, I always want those to be barrel proof. So basically what will happen is when your group or your store gets that pick, they know what you tasted in that barrel at that moment. They don't take, they don't, it will not be watered down. It won't be chill filtered. It won't be any of that. It'll be straight put. And, and to be honest with you, we actually took it and put it in a tote that, that minute. Like the, as soon I don't know I think you kind of bailed a little mm-hmm. faster than the rest of the guys. <laughs> um, I, I don't I, I I don't know I mean. But I knew you guys were dumping it that day. Right exactly yeah. so so what we did is we went and put it in a tote and it and you know 
there it is. It won't change. So, you know, not only did they pick it that day and then maybe it toasted for three more days, it, it stopped right then and there. We put in a toad and it was what it was. We poured it, we bottled it. And there's not a lot of single barrel programs that will do that where they won't proof it down to commercial proof. They, you know, that, that to us was, yeah, let's, let's do one barrel proof straight out of the barrel. Great. Yes. That's what all of our community wants in a a single barrel program. Right. And and so just being a part of all that, like that, that's one of the things that I will tell you just on on any barrel pick, you're picking a barrel proof. It's going to come out barrel proof. It's not going to be a product that I put on the shelf. So um, that being said, what is the average barrel proof that you're getting? They've all been around about 116.9 to about 118.2. Do I need to back away from it? No, we can adjust it. Okay. No big deal. So about 169 to 118.2, somewhere around there with the with the toasteds. Um, you know, obviously the 12-year and all that stuff is a little bit different. But, the, you know, the, the stuff that we've been getting from MGP – um, it, it is their 21% rye, and uh, I don't know if some of you guys have seen all this, but um, it it is their 21% rye on the toasted, and then, you know, I, I don't have a clue what I'm going to get for the, the rye part coming, you know, this fall, their straight rye. And, and you know, I say it's straight rye. Um, I don't know if it's 100% or if it's like 95.5. You right. know, I don't know exactly. Um, but I think their product is 95.5. I think yeah. so too. That's why. Fairly I, certain. <clears throat> that was Larry Abelsold's kind of claim to fame. Was that 95.5? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, that said, that's just a little bit of what the difference is going to be when you get a down home barrel pick versus what you buy on the shelf. So, one thing that I want to point out, and again, we talked about this earlier a little bit is you if this? you if you order a barrel um or a bottle of down home from their website you're getting in a product that that is something that you'd be happy to open no matter the price point it's it's a very good product no matter if it's a 55 uh i mean or the the five and a half year or the 12 year or the toasted it's going to be a very good product thank you yeah so how many more barrels do you have just sitting back, getting ready to work on to get released, if, if that's a question you can answer? Uh, so batch one for the toasted is done. Um, everything that's out is out. Uh, actually, the distributor picked up the last 504 bottles like two weeks ago. Um, we are already toasting batch two, and I hate to, like, hammer it back back to back, you know what I mean? Um, but So batch two is going to be slightly different than batch one because of some – do we talk about that on here? Hmm. Okay, cool. You talk about whatever you want to talk about, man. Yeah, no, but I didn't. I, I, I can't remember if we talked about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, so batch two is going to be slightly different, be, just because of some of the the process that that happened. I think we're going to get closer to the five week versus you know um, what had happened with the original batch. Uh, so anyway, long story short, you know, and it'll actually be coming out in probably about four or five weeks. Batch two will. Um, I, I have the same amount of barrels for it, so I think we're going to be somewhere around 1,000 to 1,200 bottles of batch two, and then that's it for this year. No more toasted bourbon. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to sit there and just keep producing, keep producing, keep producing. Uh, people seem to like it, and that's probably the thing to do. Um, but at, at the same time, there's also the, you know, I want to do some other things too. Um, I don't want to just hit this niche and then just 
be stuck here you know right um so that's what i want to do in the fall i want to do the rye and the toasted rye and then start working on um another round of 12 year and then you know next year get back to toasted bourbon do you anticipate like okay type stuff like bourbon and beer type finishes or finishing in a port barrel or a sherry barrel or something like that were you at the pick <laughs> no that's awesome can I plug somebody right now? Sure. Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. So what happened was... Um, <laughs> Squirrel in your world, man. You Squirrel in your world. <laughs> I wish I was at the pick. <laughs> so what happened was they um, they wanted the barrel that they picked, okay? And part of us putting it in the tote was Jason... Faganiak. He... Um, he was like, dude, so here's what's happening. Uh, spell it. Butchered. <laughs> Stop. You could just call him Jay Fig. There Fig. we go, yeah. Jay Fig. Okay. He went that. And, you know, God bless him for having that last name because I'm sure people butcher it. Yeah, I, I refuse. I'll just call him Jason and just, then let you finish yeah. it. So, uh, so what happened was they got um, Butchertown Brewing, right? Isn't that? I don't remember. I'm not a beer guy, so I'm not sure where they took it, but they took it that same day. Right and, and and I think uh, it's Butchertown Brewing. I, I think hope there's I'm beer right. sitting in it currently. I yeah. hope they put a nice stout or a porter in there. I'm I don't know. You can I reach out to Jason or Matt. I think they, it was a stout. It. I think it was a stout because awesome. I I think I've told somebody that. So hopefully I'm right. But That's anyway, awesome. um, so what happened was they brought it up that you know one of the guys in the group he does his own beer, and he's a really big down home fan. And um, but I think it's gonna take like a, a year. year. Yeah, it's gonna take so a while. Right. Right. Don't. Yeah. Don't send me a PM. No, right. actually, do <laughs> PM the shit out of Andrew. Like, lots and yeah. lots. Send them to Jason because I don't know about beer. Right. Right. So anyway, so then they wanted the 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 barrel, and then they were like, "Well, you know, can we put some of you know the juice back into it?" And I was like, "Well, not that juice because we just put it in a tote, but I could take some from something else just to keep it you know moist or whatever." And um, so long story short, there was some toasted that was left in it was you know maybe half a bottle or something and then they're going to put a stout beer in it and i don't know how much of that you know there's going to be or whatnot but uh you know it was a really cool ideal i'm not a super big beer guy but at the same time like i'm interested in that so i was a home brewer for years so that was you know kind of my my jam and then i got to the point where i got overly fat rather than just fat um <laughs> and decided that i needed to cut back on my carbs so i went to hard liquor so there you go um i definitely love me some uh you like tequila I'll, I'll, uh, listen if it's alcohol i'll drink it but no i'm not a huge tequila fan well i've general. been told tequila is the best thing to do when you're trying to cut carbs <laughs> There's less, sh- there's less sugar in it. Oh, it probably is. Uh, no, I'm being for real. No, no, I, 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 I 100% don't disagree with you. It probably <laughs> probably definitely is better than rum or bourbon, which are uh, I've been drinking a lot sure more, is. you right. know, rum right. lately too. Um, we 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 had a uh, Rolling Forks on here not that long ago. I don't know if you know Turner or not, but he makes a pretty good product over there. So, uh, but yeah, rum is a uh, my probably my close second. If I'm going to sip on something outside of bourbon, it's going to be that. So. <laughs> so did you ever uh when you were making beer did you ever barrel age anything so no i mean most of my stuff i literally it would come out of the fermenter straight into a keg i was a kegger i never bottled anything so literally we would make you typically we'd make 15 gallons at a time and then we would uh split it up into five corny kegs so okay. you would get roughly you know 
four and a half gallons in a corny keg. I used to do a little home brewing long time ago. Um, we never keg kegged anything, but we would bottle it. Um, but yeah, I've never barrel aged anything either. But we 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 had had conversations with breweries around here in the past about doing one of our single barrels and the one thing they all kept telling us was bring us the barrel as soon as it's dumped we want we want the wood staves as wet as possible right so right you know since we were dumping it that day we're like hey you know let's leave a little slosh in there so it, it stays wet on the way from here to the brewery right and uh, i think we were able to achieve that so you know <laughs> hopefully beer guys hear this and they'll, they'll be really excited about it yeah I was more, more I was more actually concerned or not really concerned I was real more interested in the fact of have you thought about second finishing like one of the bur- bourbons that you picked up actually in something that had 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 bourbon I uh, had, had had beer in it that was had been bourbon previously Could you say that again <laughs> no, no no I don't think he could if he tried <laughs> I think what he's going for is um you know, like, you, in finishing, you're doing toasted toasted finishes, but with your bourbons, are you going to do like a sherry cask finish or a rum cask finish or a beer cask finish? Absolutely not. Why not? Um, just being a bourbon guy, I I, I I mean, I love straight bourbons. Um, the toast puts a little bit of flavor to it, but it doesn't take away from the bourbon. I don't I don't want to put anything down because some of it is good, right. but. I don't really want to put a port wine taste on my bourbon. I don't really want to put a Caribbean cask on my bourbon. I don't. I. I. I just don't. And that's I, fair enough, right? And, and so, and, and I don't. I don't mean to like defend myself, but no. at the same time, for me, it's pretty much like I like bourbon. Like you could give it to me straight out of the barrel, and I'm good with that. Some people like it watered down. Fair enough, but regardless of any of that. I don't need to put those kind of flavors on it. Now, if you're going to put a smoky, vanilla-y, marshmallow-y, um, uh, any of those kind of extra flavors on there, that's different. But to put some of those, uh, you know, I feel like if, you know, if you're a wine guy, that's great. I'm not a big wine guy at all. Uh, my wife loves wine, but, you know, it's not for Just me. Just to follow up on that question. Um, Oh, now so you're asking questions? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm we, curious. We like um, questions. We should have stopped this. <laughs> <laughs> we had a chance. You lost that. So, uh, you know, what about doing something like, uh, you know, adding some different toast levels of staves to, to barrels and, and playing around with something like that as opposed to finishing barrels? I'm, I'm all for that. Um, you know, obviously that's something that would have to – have to kind of work you know there's a lot of people that are doing this right now um and i would not want to get in their lane I, like and, fair point mm, i shouldn't say that i don't want to just be in their lane like right. i would want it to be somewhat of a difference it's just like you know paying homage to mictors the truth is you know obviously yes this is toasted but it's not the same it's not even in the same lineage it's totally different for me in my opinion and everybody i've talked to has said the same thing to the point where you know i feel comfortable enough like this is down home toasted you know there's mixtures toasted and it's great and i love it and you know i i keep a bottle of it in my shelf you know what i mean um i don't really want to pour them next to each other and compare them um so so long story short i just don't want to get in somebody else's lane now do i want to do some different things sure I don't want to do the port wine finishes, but if it if there's some things that Kelvin Coopers can work with me on, absolutely. Um, 
you know, uh, I don't, I don't really like putting anything down because I mean it's bourbon. And I like it all, but there's just certain things I don't want to do to my bourbon. What about like a Phoenix type? Um, Phoenix. Were you aware of the Phoenix series that uh, Copper and Kings did, where they had like some different nope. things? Basically, they had like um, brandy cast that had been finished like in a beer barrel uh-huh. that had beer in it, and then they used that that barrel to actually use the fire and then the fire charred the barrel with kind of in those flavors um no i, I don't think i would go that route okay um I, that's fair you enough. know i mean it, it sounds interesting and, and that's really cool but you know, like for me like probably to, to me the guys over do you say copper and kings copper and kings yeah so those dudes probably really like like that you know what I mean? So that's their lane because that's something that triggered them to want to do that. It ain't like they just sat there and don't like uh, certain things and then they just, on a whim, just tried that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I've been drinking the Mictors Toasted versus the Mictors Regular for, for a long time, and I really like that. So I really wanted to do something completely different. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, you have. In some aspects, when you look at it, I can't. I love Mictors Toasted. Let me let me for. Saying, and, and I do one of my favorite thing. bourbons of all time. Um, and paying respects, I do the exact same thing. But so what I'm trying to get at is, it's not that I, it's not that I'm trying to say I would never do something like that. It's just I don't really want to. I don't want to jump in that lane. Heck, I wish I could get their product barrel strength. Yeah, that'd be nice. I got barrel strength here. Mictor's toasted. No, oh no, Mictor's regular barrel <laughs> strength. There's not a barrel so, strength. So that's that's my point. Say, I got like, that right? bottle. I'd be more than happy to open that. Right. Yeah. No. But that that's my whole point. Like, is the fact that I think that you know. You've taken something that was a great idea, right? And you've, in my opinion, you've almost made it better because that's Mm-mm. what I want. I, I want a barrel-proof product. And I'm not saying that, you know, better or better as in, like, your product's better or worse or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, to me, I love barrel-strength products. And if you can get things that are barrel-strength, that, that to me is what I prefer. I'm just like you. Right. Uh, well, and, and really the, what, what leads to that is I can put my own water in it. So what I'm getting, what, what, what I get from a barrel-proof product is I get the potency so I can control the, my own water um, or a cube of ice or, God forbid, Diet Coke. You know what I mean? All right, stir up a little bit. Well, I mean, whatever, teach their own if that's how they enjoy the, you know. I, I will say on, on the rare occasion, I do like a little ginger it. ale with my with my bourbon. Okay. I don't understand Sprite when people mix it with Sprite. I just don't get that. But I like ginger <laughs> beer. Let me rephrase that. I like ginger beer. I like really, like, robust ginger beer if I'm going to mix it with my bourbon. And, and that's cool. I mean, it's no, no big deal. Um, you know, I just... I, I, I like to control my own water. So I like to let people do that themselves. And instead of, you know... My batch one was 129 proof, right? So instead of trying to proof it down 40 points to hit 90 proof just to have more bottles, I mean, I would much rather give it to you the way it is and then let you control that. Like, if you say it's too hot, okay, cool, put a, put a cube of ice on it. Put and two it, cubes of ice on we it. We love you for that. And I think the consumer <laughs> wants that. But You know, me speaking as a consumer, you know, that uh, most of us want straight out of the barrel. We want to... We want to know what it tastes like. We can put an ice cube in it if we want. We right. can, you know, put a couple drops of water in it if we want. Right. Um, you know, having more selection on the shelves that are, you know, that barrel proof and not commercially proofed down, uh, it's important. And, and I think that's probably, you know, something that, that interests me in your product is 
is that uh, genuineness of it. So, right. So I kind of I kind of want to throw a little curveball at that for a second, and and you can tell me to stop talking if you want me to, but that's okay. Stop talking. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So I, there's also the impression that sure we've all been drinking bourbon for a long time. We appreciate it. We know. I don't think you have. You're just a baby. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, we all know we like barrel proof. We want barrel proof. Everything's barrel proof. But at some point, there's going to be someone new that comes to the bourbon world that gets off put by barrel proof stuff. So some people do that 90, 95, 98 entry level bourbon just to kind of work them into it for for a consumer for an everyday kind of kind of drink so while we all sit here and we love barrel proof and stick a straw in a barrel and i'll drink that all day i have no problem with that we also have to think that well there's there's joe schmo out there in in wyoming or or wherever that that doesn't like barrel proof but they like your product at 90 or 100 110 proof so. maybe not yet right but did you start drinking in barrel proof no exactly no. so so here's the deal if you like bourbon correct even if you like 90 proof at some point you're going to want to you're going to want something just a little bit more right and then all of a sudden you're going to run into something at 100 proof and you're going to be like well damn that's good right and then the next thing you do you go to you know i don't know Old Forester Prohibition, 115 proof, and you're like, holy shit. Right. And you just walk your way into it. Yeah. Pretty absolutely. much like we all did. Are you okay? Okay, cool. I don't think he's I think okay. I'm driving home. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Toby no, passed out my, on the microphone. My point to that was was to simply say, like, I, I know that everyone wants barrel proof this and barrel proof that, but adding I'll water to it. What? Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> but, you know, maybe. Maybe everybody putting something out as a 90, 95, 98 proof just to get everybody who isn't as familiar. I think I think Toby's done. All right. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> I, th- I think we better at least end the podcast and we can we can stay here and talk all day and we'll have, finish a, little, that have later. a little more bourbon. But yeah. I think we've... Uh, Are you guys going to edit this down to a half hour? No, we'll edit it down to at least... Five minutes ago? To, yeah, yeah, five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. <laughs> when Toby starts giggling. <laughs> the giggles over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, good deal. So, hey, Robert, if they want to reach you and they want to reach Down Home um, Distillery, where do they do that? You can reach out to the webpage. It's downhomebourbon.com. Um, or you could reach out to my Facebook page, also Down Home Bourbon. That's all you got to do is search it. Um, you can PM me, you know, any of that stuff. I will, I do reach back out to people myself. In, I don't have people that do it. I do it. Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? There is, but I don't know it. I, I'm not an Instagram or Twitter guy. I think it's like down home underscore bourbon. I, I, legitimately, I, I, I don't I, I know. I get it, man. It's okay. It's all um, right. I had, I had a guy that helped me. His name was Jonathan Owen, and he was trying to help me with that kind of stuff. And then he, you know, he got busy with some other stuff and, it just kind of went to the wayside. I just I'm not big into that. Yeah, I'm not huge into Twitter or Instagram either. I, I try to do it, but but you can't actually reach Bourbon Barrel Talk on Instagram or Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. You can also email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail dot com. And uh, this is Scott, <laughs> Toby, unfortunately, Toby, Matt, Toby, Andrew, and Robert signing off. On Toby's Bourbon not really Talk. here anymore. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Holy shit, Toby's over here got the fucking giggles. <laughs>